Yo, welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Steven and Mike's podcast. Oh, actually, we came up with a name. It's called the Two Bros. It's called the Two Bros Podcast. So welcome again to a different hangout session. Come hanging out with the bros. We got a lot of topic. We got a lot of topic to talk about today. This has been a crazy week. We actually had a Wednesday football game, which is terrible. <laughs> you know, we have the quick fights. We have the fight coming up with Errol Spence. College is getting a little bit interesting. Uh, sorry for the background noise. I have, I have, I have people out here just you know talking. But we got Errol Spence fight coming up. You know we got some bets. We're trying to help you guys make money. You know we have some. We have some OSU. We have some Trevor Lawrence. You know they're already talking about him in the draft. And I want to. I want to dive a little bit into the draft. Talk about the quarterbacks. You know, there's that guy from North Dakota State, right? Is it North Dakota? Yeah, North Dakota State and BYU are the two, two non-mains, non-top two. Non- the BYU quarterback, I, I think everybody's just talking about Taysom Hill, and they're getting confused. I don't think he's that special. But maybe the guy from North Dakota State and Trevor Lawrence, I, I, I don't think he's going to be a flop. I don't know about him. I really don't, you know. I really don't. Like I've watched him play. Like you watched Deshaun play, but no. Let, let's just, let's dive into it. I guess. Like we're already talking about it. So let's start with the draft. You know, what I'm saying let's start with the quarterbacks in the draft. Stephen, what do you want to talk about? You know, let's let you want to talk about the OSU Wisconsin game. Yeah, I want to talk about. I want to talk a lot of college uh, for the most part on this football section and college. I mean, draft and college should kind of go hand in hand. But there is one football story. The crazy in my eyes. The craziest football story of this week was the Monday night game. And it might have been boring for most people, but not for gamblers. For gamblers, this was one of the most insane football games of the year. One of the most insane Monday night football endings I've ever seen. And that's because the Seahawks were six and a half point favorites. They were dominating the whole game. If you were betting Seahawks minus 6.5, you were feeling good that entire game until the very end. When Carson Wentz, they were down 14, 14 points. Carson Wentz throws a Hail Mary with 19 seconds left, gets it. They go for two. Eagles, after playing one of their, one of their worst games of their shitty – one of their shittiest games of this already shitty season for the Eagles, they cover in the most miraculous manner. And everyone who had Seahawks minus five – and this was a lot of people. This was like 80% of the public was on Seahawks minus five. I saw a story out on a sports book. One guy had 500 grand on Seahawks minus 6.5. And brutal, brutal loss, Michael. That's that's one of the most brutal beats I've ever seen. And this Someone is lost 500,000 on 500 a football grand, bet. 500 grand. And this is why – and I know this – a lot of professional gamblers – Steven, that's not your level. That's higher than you. Seriously. Seriously. I, I hope I hope I can get to that level. We need more fans. We need more fans of the show. And I'll do $500,000 $500, bets for people if we get enough fans. So spread this around. That is um, crazy. All those people that lost money. Th- this is why I can't bet spread favorites in the NFL anymore. I just can't. I know professional gamblers will tell you that it, it's bad strategy to bet on the money line instead of the spread. But I just can't do it. Why would I ever want to lose my money in that way ever again? I've had enough beats like that. Not as brutal as that. But I've had enough beats like that 
where the team I bet on is super happy at the end of the game, but I'm super mad because they they get backdoor covered like that. I, I'm a strict money line favorite guy now when I bet favorites. So I can't do spreads, man. I can't do spread favorite city boy. So you guys who bet Seahawks minus 6.5, like if that dude who bet 500 grand instead had bet on the money line, he could have risked, risked 500 grand to win like 150 grand. And he would have been happy. He would have been $150,000 richer. Instead, he went, he, he went to try to cover the points. He lost half a million dollars. And so I can't bet. Right up in taxes. Yeah. So, hey, never know. Crazy, man. Hopefully he could write off in taxes. You never know. Maybe he did that intentionally to, to not pay taxes. Maybe. maybe. I, I, I'm just saying. You've got so, to do that. Which but, dude, okay. I, wanna, I, I saw, I, I've been watching TV lately and, you know, just watching a lot of sports and everybody's talking about the Cowboys, the draft pick, who's going to pick number one, what we're going to do with the pick, and they start talking about the quarterbacks coming out this year. And... I just want to like I'm, – I'm trying to – because pretty much the NFL season is a, is a crapshoot. You're going to have a lot of coach getting fired for a season that wasn't supposed to really – like this season should be a wash. Nobody should count this season. If your team is bad during the season, you shouldn't say, oh, it's because of the coach. You should say, oh, our team needs to be more better prepared. We need to have, you know, better infrastructure. We need to make sure we have those self-facing. It's like a business, right? But – I think a lot of people are going to get fired. I think you're going to have a lot of quick twitch decisions. Chicago is definitely going to have, may have an opening. I don't think Nagy has done a bad job. I just think they're just giving him a bad quarterback. Yeah, terrible genius. So, you know what I'm saying? Sexy Mitch came back and he was not too sexy. Yeah. He was definitely not too sexy. Wasn't. Mitch stunk it up. And I was very disappointed. Sexy Mitch was disappointed. You know, and, and Bucky Brooks, I was listening to the, the Move the Stick podcast with Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah. I think that's his name. But, like, he was talking about how Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, you know who he reminded me of? That guy that went to Washington. That was a Washington quarterback. Jake Locker. Was his, his name Jake Locker? Uh, yes. Titans, yeah. He reminds me exactly of him from build to, like, personality. And everybody thought they were going to be, like, great quarterbacks. But I felt like when they got to the league, they didn't lean into their running. I feel yeah. like Mitch should be running the ball for as big as he is. His jersey should be dirty every game. Yeah, he cannot run the ball like, like you know, Lamar, like, you know, but he's mobile. he could be a poor man version of Dak. Yeah, he's mobile. Dak has a stronger arm, but he could be a poor man version of Dak in terms of, like, RPO, RPO, just run it, run it, run it, simple throws. He, he he could excel in that stuff. It's just, but I feel like the system didn't adapt to that. But you have new guys coming out this year, and we have the guy, Lance, is that his name? The guy from North Dakota? I think yeah. his name is Lance. And yeah. then you have Trevor. You have, what's the guy from BYU called? Wilson. You have Wilson, and you have the guy from Ohio State, Josh Fields. Fields. I'm calling, I'm calling Boston Fields. I am too. I, I'm not a Fields fan. And this, it's because of it's because of what happened in Georgia. He got he couldn't beat out Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm. I, I, you uh, see, I, it's not about really what happened in Georgia for me because if you look at Justin Herbert, he transferred also. Yeah, but 
I mean, if Justin Herbert was in a quarterback competition with Jake Fromm, Jake Fromm wouldn't be in the NFL right now. Jake Fromm would have been a backup at Georgia. And Josh Fields, he was this number number one overall prospect in the country. Yeah. And I just I just I just watch his game and his game looks to me like he's not ready to take his game up here to the next level. Like I've been watching his plays some I was watching his game at Ohio State and they had a bad game. This I think they played Indiana. Is that what they played? Yeah. But they had a bad game. And I was watching him throw and I was like, there was no anticipation. He was really waiting for them to be open. And I'm like, in college, you could scheme like that because all the teams are not equal. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But in the NFL, everybody's an NFL player. So skill set kind of like is a wash to a little bit. So now up here really matters. How you see the game, how you process the game, how fast you process the game, all that stuff comes into account. And when I see Phil play, I, I, I have the same issue that I have with Dwayne Haskins coming out. Same the system, the system quarterbacks, they don't transcend the system. And Phil doesn't have a, a dominant – he could run. He's a big guy. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he could get better because if he has he has all the two set. So, like, if he comes into the league for the first year, if he was to play, you had to bench him or you have him running at least 20 times a game. You know? Where you know he's going to break – he's going to break a tackle. He's going to at least make things happen. But I'm calling I'm calling Boston Judge Fields, the BYU guy. I, I don't see BYU as a quarterback factory. I don't really know the last apart from Steve Young. I don't even know the last BYU quarterback. And Taysom Hill doesn't count. Hill, nobody yeah. should nobody should taste the John Beck or whatever his guy's name was. He was probably like the last recognizable quarterback from BYU. I remember Taysom Hill doesn't count, guys. Stop bringing up Taysom Hill. It doesn't count. So. I don't, I don't know about the Wilson guy. I actually think it's a weak – I think this one, the drafts where second-rounders and third-rounders would be as good as the first-round of quarterbacks are going to pick. Agreed. I feel like if you really want to draft wide receivers, the college game is putting out wide receivers like crazy. So you're going to have wide receivers ready. You're going to have running back always. It's always a staple. You know, offensive lineman is not really that strong of a suit. I don't, I don't think there is one lineman, uh, the guy from Oregon, he might be the best about left, him. left tackle prospect of all time. He got two Heisman votes last year, I believe, but he's not playing this year. He's taking the year off and that could be a good thing, but it's more than likely, I think a bad thing to not be playing football for you. Well, no, I, you see, it's a business investment. It's a business decision in sports. Like, in sports, what one thing I realized in sports is not is not the age, it's really the amount of impact and hits you get. Right. I used to think it was the age, but when you see quarterbacks play now, it's like, wait, these guys they don't get touched. Right? They could literally legit go the whole game and get hit once or twice, right? And they're playing to 35, 40 years old. Tom Brady is still making good throws. Tom Brady is making throws. I'm like, okay, he's 43. Those are pretty decent, but that's because he's not, he wasn't getting hit. You know, the rules kind of changed. So he wasn't, he, the hit hasn't compounded on him. Right. So if you could go to the game and yes, they hit you now and you fall down. But if you're a running back, you're getting hit every play, every time you touch the ball. Offensive, you know, but quarterbacks don't get hit. So, you know, now you know, you're, you're saying like, okay, it's now a game of, of compounding hits. So for people like him, 
where you know you're going to get hit, why should you, why don't you take the rest if you can't? Maybe. Because I mean, it makes I no sense. Still, I would still definitely draft that tackle number three if the Cowboys get him. But for running Dude. backs, for running backs, it makes sense. In fact, even in normal years and non-COVID years, I would advise all running backs to take their third year off. Oh. For hey, I'll be back. I'll be right back. Pause real quick. Yeah, for running backs, it makes sense to to take a year off before going to the league. But all the other positions, it might make sense. But there is uncertainty, and there is there's a there's a possible risk in having a, a year off from development, a year off from playing, and maybe being a, a coming a bit rusty. I think uh, th- this might be more of a risk in basketball with these guys going and playing in like New Zealand and Australia and some of these fake leagues, which yeah. I don't think compared to the college. I didn't even know they existed. But uh, in football, I mean, we'll find out this year. I would still definitely draft that Oregon tackle, but th- there's a concern with some of the guys. I feel like Cowboys could draft him at number four. It'd be amazing. If they drafted if number four. It'd be amazing if we could. we probably have to get number three, though. You think so? He's going to be the first non-quarterback off the board. I mean, he's a left tackle. Let's I just, feel like you're going to see probably – I feel like the first three, you're probably going to see a, you're going to see two quarterbacks. Everybody's high on that guy, Lance. You think Lance – And you know Trevor – you know, the Jets are going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Then who's probably going to have the number two pick? Jack. Jacksonville? Yeah. They may draft Lance because they don't have a quarterback. And they know Minshew is not it. Right. So you have two quarterbacks right there. And who's the third team that's going to draft most likely? It was us a couple weeks ago. But now it's probably like, who's it, the Eagles? Mm, I think we are still below the Eagles. I'm looking at the NFL draft order right now on Ticketon.com. It's the Bengals. And it looks like it's probably going to stay the Bengals because they're okay. If they, Okay, at the Bengals, I could see them drafting him to protect Joe Burrow, especially after what just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so he's going to, yeah, you're right. So we have to get number three. Yeah. Because one and two, yeah, I, if the Eagles suck, I could see them drafting a quarterback too. I could really, I really could. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they do that. North Dakota, the North Dakota State guy to replace their scrub, their current scrub from North Dakota State. I don't think Carlson Wentz is a scrub. I just think, I think the. Yeah. I think, uh, like we, we talked about this, Frank Wright was the was the architect of that offense. I feel like, what's the coach's name? Peterson. And I yeah, feel like Peterson has lost it. Yeah, we talked about it last yeah. week, and yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, it, it might not all be Carson Wentz's fault, but regardless, he's broken right now. If he's going to succeed, it's going to be in another place. But right now, it's broken, and this might be kind of controversial to say, but. Uh, right now, he's reminding me a lot of Kaepernick in terms of a guy that the beginning of his career looked like a superstar in the last two years of his career has looked the exact opposite. Yeah. And, uh, no, but Carson was balling last year. He was balling the year before that. So you can't say that. He was balling that. He was showing flashes of balling. Flashes of balling. But over the course of a game, he wasn't really. He, Carson Wentz was doing – he was still doing well earlier this season in some two-minute drills and things like that where he, once you stop thinking, once you go on instinct, he, he looks a lot better. But over the course of the normal game where you're playing off of a game plan and other players are playing off of their game plan against you, he's 
his brain is fried, man. He, he can't hit any throw. He can't, he can't get rid of the ball in under six seconds. He, he's fried, man. That, that's true. Too bad for Philadelphia. Yeah, that's true. But it's going to be an interesting – I don't know. What do you think about Trevor Lawrence? Do you I, really think he's going to yeah, be that good? Yeah, yeah, I completely disagree with you on whether or not he will – bus now from talking with you i don't think it's gonna be a bus i just don't think it's i think deshaun watson is a better pro than he is okay 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 i can see but, that but that's not how people are calling him people are calling him like the next andrew luck kind of quarterback like the next transcendent quarterback right i but, feel like deshaun watson coming out of clemson was a better player than trevor lawrence but no one is ever going to say that they're not going to tell you that but i believe that and right. i think he's a, i think he's a better pro he's going to be a better pro than trevor lawrence but most people won't tell you that they feel like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence looks to me that like somebody who I'm not doubting Dabo, and I know Dabo is like a great coach and all that stuff, but I just don't see that it factor with him. Okay. Like that look in your eye where you know that, like when you look at Deshaun Watson, it's not fake. <laughs> this guy is a baller. Yeah. He is not fake. You know, once you go to a fight with Deshaun, yeah, you gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> like you could bank on it. Like, and he's proven it in college over and over and over again. Trevor Lawrence in the same situation folded. Yeah, he sucked in the national championship. And wow. everybody, and everybody still, everybody still gives him credit. Like even Andrew Luck proved it in Stanford. Everybody forget Andrew Luck was balling in Stanford. He didn't have the team around him that he needed. That's why you could say, oh wow, if you take him to college. He's, if you take you know the NFL, he's going to be transcendent. He was. Even before he retired, he was. So, like, you see Deshaun Watson play, and I'm like, why are people calling Trevor Lawrence a better quarterback? And he, he's not better than Deshaun. And if Deshaun went number 10, and look at the pro Deshaun is. Dude, Houston is surviving because Deshaun Watson is there. <laughs> like, they could, actually put, they could actually play and come out and say they're a team because Deshaun Watson is there. They could have a subpar coach. They don't even know what's going on. I don't even know if Romeo Cohen is awake half the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so I can't tell you. Yeah. When I look at him, I'm like, is this guy sleeping? Or is he awake on that stuff? Like, his glasses are low. I'm like, what's going on? Where's the energy? There's, like, yeah. Deshaun the, 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 the Watson is the team. Yeah. You know, those guys are playing for him. They're not playing for no coach. Right. So, like, I don't see that with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, if you put John Lawrence on the Texans, they would be even worse. I mean, Texans yeah. have four wins right now. They'd have one win with Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. And that's what I'm looking at. And I'm like, okay, everybody's calling him. So from that vantage point, I don't even think better pro than – I think Lamar is a little bit ahead of him. So what you're talking about is part of, and this is one big thing with Dak. One of the reasons we love Dak is part of being a great quarterback, especially in a salary capped league with relatively even talent distribution is the ability to inspire people matters. It does. Tom Brady does that. Like people want to play for him. You know what I'm saying? And uh, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers. All those guys that move their team, that get their team to perform now that Dak has gone away, everybody's like, oh, the Cowboys stink. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you kind of like, you didn't see that. You know, everybody was like, oh, we could just take Dak and replace it. The team is solid. We don't need Dak. 
that went away. We can't even put up points. Right. Like there's like there's like two or three games, like this last two games that we lost, we could have won those games easily with Dak. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So like you can say, okay, well, okay, he's a plus, he's a he, he's a net gain in your system. But like I'm looking at Trevor and I'm like, Trevor is not Joe Borrow, everybody Joe Borrow beat Trevor. Everybody forgets that. Whipped his ass. Last year. Outplayed him. So if, if you're gonna call someone a transcendent quarterback, Joe Burrow that was barely recruited, backup, transfer. I'm like, y'all should be careful. Like this is this they just should. You know what I'm saying? I, that that pick, and when I look at him, I'm like, you say he's strong, he could run. He don't run as much. He doesn't. Well, he had that one awesome run against Ohio. I'm not saying, but like that's not part of his game. Like that was that's part of Deshaun Watson game. But that's not part of his game. Like, there's no flair for the dramatic. I don't see it, you know. But maybe if he goes to the league, he's going to, like, surprise me and, you know. Yeah. But to me, he reminds me a lot of David Carr. Like, Oof. when I look at him, I get a lot of David Carr feel. Oof. So, a funny thing and, that happens. And I feel like David Carr could have been successful if he had the right organization around him. Just yeah. like Justin Harbour. I feel like Justin Harbour is like, is like a, he's calm, he's cool, he's collective. He has a good team around him, so he can show his skill set, but the Chargers are still losing. If you put Deshaun Watson on that team, even as a rookie, they won't be losing those games. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, and, and that's, one th- that's one of the reasons I, I like Dak so much. Because everybody forget Dak was winning games after Tony Romo left. Like, you lost your quarterback, and then Dak came in and was winning your stuff. You know what I'm saying? And was winning the game and was like to, to and people wanted to play their value around him. Yeah. You know, he went, through, he went through so much adversity in college, playing for Mississippi State, playing that hard ass SEC schedule, going into Remember they were number one. Stadium. Yeah, going into Tiger Stadium as a nineteen year old and beating LSU. Trevor Lawrence, it's been easy for him in Clemson. He hasn't really faced that much adversity. Well, a funny thing did happen to him this year. The game against Notre Dame, it was at Notre Dame. He couldn't play because he caught the cocoa. And the Notre Dame fans, as he during warm-ups, they saw him come out of the tunnel, and they were chanting, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 which is pretty hilarious. But what would also be pretty hilarious and so Jets is for them to bust with Trevor Lawrence. That would just be the most Jets thing. But what I don't get is that if they draft Trevor Lawrence – Sam Donald is, you know what's funny? I trust, I trust Tony Romo's analysis, and Tony Romo really believes that Sam Donald is, like, legit. He's talented. He's talented, but he like, was... Tony Romo talks oh. about him like he could be special. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, well, what would be the difference if they take him to the Jets? If you already had one special talent you couldn't develop. The main difference... Lawrence is not transcendent. He's not Andrew Luck. Right, right. He, uh, he's not transcendent, but he'll still be better than Darnold because he is more polished. The, the problem with Sam Darnold, and we heard this a lot while he was still in college, was he, he didn't play that much even before college. He was, very, he was more of a raw athlete than a polished quarterback. He didn't do, because he was playing so many sports in high school, he didn't do the, the quarterback camps, the specialty trainings and things like that. And he was playing 
mostly off of instincts and athletic ability and the specific nuances of playing quarterback. He wasn't really honed in. I remember watching a USC game and Damon Heward was doing the analysis and he sounded so proud. I really wish I could go back and find this tape and find the recording and play it back because it sounded so prescient. He was just saying, Darnold has all the talent in the world, but he is not mentally ready for the NFL yet. He can make all the throws, he can run, he can twist, he can contort, do all this cool stuff, but he's just simply, his, his mind isn't ready for a, a game as fast as the NFL yet. And so Darnold, if he goes to another team, if he gets a change of scenery, maybe a, a Tannehill type break, you know, refresh your minds and defry your mind, he could be good, but he won't be good with the Jets. And Trevor Lawrence, at least Trevor Lawrence has had three years of starting of uh, some a pretty high level program. Will be a little more polished. I'm you. You're convincing me that he's not an automatic superstar like everyone thinks he is. You can be in that boat, but he will be better than Darnold. Darnold should go to Pittsburgh if Roethlisberger lets them. She might. Oh, that's a that's a good one. I was thinking, I was like, oh, should he go to Jacksonville? I was like, nah, but you're right. That's a good, that would be a good landing spot. That would be a really good landing spot. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that would be a good one. I could see that. I could definitely see that happening. It'd be terrifying. That'd be terrifying. Yeah, I could see that happening. Actually. I, could see him, I could see him in that colors. You know where else I could see him at? I could see him in Oakland. Yeah. But I don't because I feel like they don't appreciate David Carr enough there enough to like they're gonna they're gonna go find it like yeah. and Mike Mayock is yeah. Mike Mayock loves talent he loves natural born talents and stuff like that yeah. so yeah. and I feel like I feel like they'll think he's an upgrade with John Gruden as a coach so I think that may be a different thing there so I'm just I don't know yeah, yeah. you're right I don't know I won't I, I don't see him in. Detroit has already set a quarterback. They're not. They just need a coach. That's all Detroit needs. I don't know why they fired Jim Caldwell, but I'm, oh, we're happy. Who got fired? Uh, fired. <laughs> Matt Patricia. When did he get fired? This week? Last week? We talked about it already. Right, right after Thanksgiving. Did we talk about that one already? We haven't talked about it, but we've talked about we talked about him a lot before. We knew that he was going to get fired soon. Yeah, we did. You did. It actually, and it actually happened. And. The funny thing about it now is that I was listening to a podcast and somebody was talking about Matt Patricia and this and this said that actually it was uh was the guy Bucky Brooks. So he said that he remember going to a conference with Matt Patricia and Matt Patricia had his hat backwards and was just talking and being cool. And he said that he knew Matt Patricia was going not going to be successful when he went to the Lions and he couldn't ha- he didn't have his hat backwards anymore when he changed to put his hat forward and everybody said yeah so everybody said Bucky Brooks said that at that moment he knew because he wasn't being himself whoever made him who he was he was trying to become something that he's trying to be Bill. Yeah, there there was a controversy uh, in the original OTAs in his first off season in Detroit. There was a big controversy because he was making them do a lot more conditioning and trying to do some more old school, like Jimmy Johnson asthma field type stuff, and trying to be a hard yeah. ass. And the Lions players were 
upset about it and they were whining to the media about it. And that might also be on the players too. Those players weren't winning. I mean, I mean it, it's football. You've got to condition yourself. Well, well, you have to understand that you're, you're an, if you're an, my un- Patricia, my yeah. Patricia is, a, is an academic, right? Yeah. Rocket science. You can't win people. And he's not a tough guy. Any of those guys from any of those NFL guys, they've been in the streets. Their friends are really like their friends are drug dealers, hard asses. Their friends are tough. So when they see a Matt Patricia, what did he study? Space. Like, yeah. So when they see someone like that come come in, right? Like you're known as a genius, but yet you're trying to be a thug. You're trying to be a hard ass. It's just a joke. You you make yourself look like a joke. You make yourself look like a clown. So for these guys, they don't they don't they're not getting any feel of realness from you. So of course they're gonna act that way. Of course they're gonna react like that. Like that's natural. So I think he started. I think he created that situation for himself. And now I honestly think his next job is gonna be better. I feel like he needs another job. I think he not, should back to New England. No, I don't think so. I think he should. I actually think the Cowboys should try to get him. No, 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 no. Yes, yes. Because we need minds like that in our defense. He, well, one thing that would be cool if we got him is that people would hate us even more. And it is really fun to be hated. I don't think they would hate us pretty more. I think he could go back to being an academic. Like, if you're an assistant coach or defensive coordinator, no one really cares about you. Unless the defense sucks. It's the Patriots connection. People hate Matt Patricia. People hated him when he was on the Pats because he was on the Pats. And people are going to hate him if he coordinates Cowboys. So, actually, you've convinced me. Matt Patricia, 2021, fix that defense. Hey, you never know. I think he'll be a good fit for us. Yeah, you know, but that's for sure. I like the fact that I, I want to see what Detroit does. They have a lot of good pieces. They just keep – it's like they can't find the right person to cook the meal. But they go shopping pretty well. So I don't know who that right person is, but I smell Eric Bellamy. <laughs> I smell Eric Bellamy from Kansas City. And I, you know, I, you know who I think they need to hire as a GM and who I think always, any team he goes to, he always works magic. John Dorsey. John Dorsey? Yeah. yeah. I think he's a, I think he's a good turnaround GM. I don't know if he's still with the Browns, but he set the Browns up before he left. Kansas City, everybody forgot he drafted Patrick Mahomes. Everybody really forget that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he set that team up. They won a the Super Bowl. He left. I don't know why he keeps leaving or jumping a bunch of different jobs, but I like the work he does when especially turning teams around. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I think he would do well in that role in Detroit as a GM because he knows how to draft. And I feel like they need to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They need, like, they need to hit on their draft picks. Yeah. Dorsey is free right now. I just Googled him. The first two articles that come up first from SI, it says, don't hire John Dorsey as your team's general manager. But I mean, it's SI, who knows? But another one from a Chiefs website, this does sound pretty interesting. And this looks like it has Jets written all over it. But a rumor mill says that John Dorsey and Eric Bieniemy could be a package deal. That's what I'm thinking. And that's why I think it has Detroit. I don't see Eric Bellamy. I think Eric Bellamy will do better in Detroit than he will if he goes to the Jets. 
I honestly do. I feel like you already have an established quarterback. Matthew yeah. Stafford is a baller that doesn't get credit because he's been on a bad team. And he's, you know what's funny? I He's one guy that I never thought we could get guys to play for him. But guys, fuck, guys play for him. He's a bro. He's a bro. Guys play for him. Bro. Like, when I look at the team, I'm like, he's legit. Like, guys like him. He's not a – I feel like his – what Jay Cutler should have been, Matthew Stafford is. That's kind of that's the vibe I get. I still get the, I still get the asshole vibe from Matthew Stafford, but not too much of an asshole that he rubs guys off the wrong way. Yeah. I feel like he was. I feel like he's still gonna. He may rub girls off the wrong way sometimes, but he's a bro. You know what I'm saying? He reminds me of, yeah, pretty much him and Jay Cutler. I see the same comp, arm talent, but he doesn't have that. He doesn't rub people off the wrong way like Jay Cutler does. So I think for that reason, you know, and I haven't met Jay. I, when I when I saw that show, him and that girl, his ex-wife, Christian. I was like, this dude is funny. I fucks with him. <laughs> I was like, I fucks with Jay. I was like, I totally watched that show just to see what Jay Cutler did. I was like, well, okay. I was like, you know what? Cool. <laughs> so like, I, I fucks with Jay. But at the same time, I see everybody said, according to reports, that he robbed people of the wrong way. And people really didn't, you know, like him like that. I, but I felt like, Matthew Stafford is there. Eric Bellamy would do really good in Detroit. I feel like he would do really good with Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford hasn't had a offensive coordinator apart from during a little bit of when Jim Caldwell was there. That really, or Jim Bob Cuda or whatever his name was, that really tapped into his arm talent. Like all this throw Patrick Mahomes are making, Matthew Stafford was making sidearm throws. People keep forgetting that. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like he was out here making silent. Everybody, everybody forget. But I remember the first time I saw it. I didn't see it from Patrick Mahomes. I really saw it from Matthew Stafford. He does that almost all the time. Like all the side angle, th- all the side angle throws. Yeah, he didn't do the left hand stuff, but all the angle throws and from different angles and different. Matthew Stafford could do all that. Yeah. So if you really want to, if you really want to make your skill set good, and you want to actually, you know, they have a pretty decent wide receiving core. They have a pretty decent running back. Offensive line is. No, they got a good tight end. So you have all the ingredients to create a great offense, really. The Hawkinson dude, he's not as good as Kelsey, but he's the same prototype. He's good. And Galladay's awesome. He's fucking huh? all Galladay. He's yeah. tall, he's fast. So like so they have they have skill. You know what I'm saying? They have the talent. If you go to the jet, what do you have? You're just gonna like and, and the NFL and especially I'm going, to di- I'm going to dive into being a minority coach. For a minority coach, it's good for you to go to a situation where it's stable, and I think the Lions have a stable ownership, and you have the, they're, going, they're willing to spend, and you also have the ingredients for success. The Jets are a mess. People don't like Woody Johnson or the owner because of his affiliation with politics. And you just don't want to deal with all that mess. They don't have anything. You don't, they don't have anything for you to work with. They really don't. You know, they have the number one pick. Are you going to draft Trevor Lawrence? And do you really think Trevor Lawrence, is, as a as a minority coach, you need all the chances you could get. That's a good opportunity for him to go in there with an established quarterback, some good playmakers, a tight end, and now you can focus on building your defense. You're still going to have a high draft pick. 
Yeah. And you know you could be good off the jump. So you don't you're not you're not worried about, you know, trying to build a culture, trying to build a team. Like Matt Stafford is legit. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, they have Galloway, they have they have the they have a couple of running back, pretty decent running backs. The defense is not as good as it should be, but now you could focus on that, you know. And I think you'll be good. I, I don't I don't really see I, I think going to the Jets would be a bad, bad thing for him. I honestly do. And I feel like a lot of the coaches, you don't get double chances as a minority coach. So Mike Tomlin being successful in Pittsburgh, he made the smart choice. Everybody, I remember back in the day, Joaquin Morris was being compared to uh, Mike Tomlin, but he went to the Bucks. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, every, but when Mike Tomlin was coming up and uh, Morris was coming up, they were they were comps. Everybody were like, yeah, this was the same guy, DB coaches. from They came from the dungeon tree. You know what I'm saying? So they all came from that whole Tampa situation. But the ownership that they both went to changed really their career choices and their career trajectory. And that matters. So your situation matters. Your environment matters. That, that, that attributes to your growth. If you're in an unstable environment, it's not going to work. So I, I don't think the Jets is a good decision for him. I don't, anybody who wants to take the Jets, the Jets should hire an old school coach, someone who is like a Coughlin or some, somebody of that ilk that, that already has clout to come in and, and, you know, that already has a system in place. And he could just come in and implement it. So, like, if I were them, I'll go. I'll go to college route. I'll go for Urban Meyer. That'd be fun. You know what I'm saying? I really would because I feel like how to deal with the media. That's a big thing with New York. Is and a huge difference between New York and Detroit is that New York you're going to have uber high expectations and a vicious media. And for a fresh coach, someone who's new to head coaching. Even if it's, uh, I mean, Urban Meyer, he, he'll be new to the NFL, but he won't be new to. He's not new to that pressure. Ohio State yeah. is Ohio State is as hot. They may not have the media, but they bleed <laughs> that football team. Florida right. is the same way. He knows what it is to go to big programs, but you know what? You know what else won't surprise me? If Jim Harbaugh make a jump back from Michigan to yeah. the Jets, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Chicago for Harbaugh. Um, if 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 the he can get luck out of I think luck's rights are still owned by the Colts because they paid his whole signing bonus and if he wants to come back they're gonna have to make a trade. He's not coming back. You don't think he'd come back and play with Harbaugh? No. I don't think I think Andrew Luck. Everybody underestimated him. I don't think he he doesn't love football, but I think he's one of those guys that. He's more philosophical than most people give it. Like he loves football, like but I don't think football. I think he sees the world in a different way. There's a lot of people who football is their world. Andrew Luck just happened to be one of those people that I felt like if it wasn't football, he would have been a great CEO. He would have been a great architect. He's gonna try, He's gonna try. Huh? architecture right now, I believe. Yeah. So he would have been. He he he's still gonna make his name in those fields. He's just one of those gifted people. Yeah. And he's one of those people that is able to commit himself to something and be great at it and then go move on to something else. So while he was playing football and pursuing it, I felt like he wanted to be great at football. Now that he's done with it, 
I feel like he doesn't want to be, because really he retired if you listen to him because he couldn't be great at it anymore. And yeah. he realized that. He realized that he could not be the guy that everybody has come to expect him to be. You yeah. know, he would be a shell of himself. And everybody was like, oh. And as the game went on, you would say, oh, remember Andrew Luck back in the day would have made that throw, but he's limited now because of injury. I don't think that's the talk he wanted to hear of himself in a sport that, that requires you to be physically able to perform. So I think he kind of left his legacy in the best position he could probably leave it in <laughs> than it would have been if he kept playing. Because now most of the remembrance of him was the early days of when he came out, not his later years. You know what I'm saying? So I think he kind of made that strategic decision with Andrew Luck. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think Jim Harbaugh and the Jets, or I think Urban Meyer and the Jets is more likely. I've been thinking about some college coaches, but I don't know who else will come Harbaugh out. to Houston. Oh, that's a good opening. I could actually see Dabo going to Houston. Yeah. <laughs> I could actually see Dabo going to Houston. You, you detailed that a couple months ago. I made some really good points, especially with his relationship could, with Deshaun Watson. He, he's closer to Deshaun Watson than he is to Trevor Lawrence. I'll tell you that much. Like, Dabo believes in Deshaun. Beyond, like, if I say, hey, if Deshaun was Dabo's kid, Dabo will say, yes, you're my son. I think he believes in Deshaun more than he believes in, in Trevor Lawrence. I really do. I really do. And did he, has he won a championship with Trevor Lawrence yet? He beat Alabama, yeah. And that, that's why everyone is so in love with Trevor Lawrence, because it was his freshman year. He was a true freshman. And they Tua beat did the same thing. Tua, Tua, Tua did the same thing. Tua did the same thing. Now everybody's calling him a bust. So that's what... That was pretty much the tour, the tour I'm, route. I'm not calling Tua a bust. I don't think Tua is a bust. For me, I love. I think he's pretty good. I don't. I don't think Tua is a bust, but I think his game. He. he if if everybody's gonna say the Drew Brees comp, it took Drew Brees about two years of sitting down before he became good. Everybody remembered he wasn't good when he first came. It took him like his last year with the Chargers when he got good, and then they let him go after that. Because it was only a one-year sample. But that's when everything kind of clicked for him. Because for guys like him, it kind of takes a while. Okay. You know, it kind of takes a while. But let's let's move on to boxing. So we got we got 